Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. listeners you that's the cure in the background it's friday i'm in love anyway it's 9 10 the new shows start next week so you've got me and grant for the rest of the morning and then mandy comes in noon to three and then big al and jojo and then michael brown oh the rockies are playing in washington tonight so We'll get out of JoJo and Big Al about 4.35. Yeah, I heard you had quite the interesting day yesterday while I was off, Lou. I, know. <laughs> I got all these emails while I was on this hike, and I was like, oh, no, this sounds like stuff's hitting the fan at KOA today. So I came in, and I was only going to do 35 minutes. And so I'd leave, and i start my day. And then uh, Greg Foster, our program director, said, Cuz, you got to come back. The game's been postponed. So I came back and worked 11 to 12. But I'm always happy to be in this seat. You know, usually I just talk to myself in the car. So to have a microphone in front of me and to be able to talk to you, and it's Friday, a little cloudy. Did you feel a little fall in the air this morning? You know, I know you get up at what? 330? Yeah, it was cold when I was going to my car this morning. You know, I went and worked out this morning at 4 a.m. I came home. I took the dog for a walk. And I walked out in my shorts and a T-shirt, like I always do, about 535. I'm walking the dog. Let me just tell you, it's the best to walk the dog at 535 in the morning because he's half awake, you know? And you're, he's not as willing to pull you across the road to smell something. So anyway, I got done while I was walking the dog and I went back in the house, got a long sleeve shirt, got a sweatshirt and I even put a cap on my head. I love the fall. I think it's wonderful. I'm not too crazy about this morning with the clouds, but um, hey, it could be worse, right? The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Keep that in mind today. If you are uh, feeling down because of the weather or for whatever reason, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. So, big show for you today. 
we are going to review, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to review, preview both the college and the pros. We got Broncos to talk about. We're going to head to Jacksonville and talk to James Johnson. He works for USA Today. He's the host of the uh, Jaguars Believe podcast. Um, and we'll also hook up with our own Benjamin Albright at 1035. And then we, you're going to hear from Ross Kaminsky. And like I told our last caller yesterday, who was thinking that, you know, the end of the world is coming because Lois and Lois, Lewis and Logan and Kathy Lee are, are kind of changing the um, different, their, their positions here. And I said, listen, if you were willing to give John Lennon, you know, listen to John Lennon, if you're willing to give peace a chance, let's give Ross a chance. And for those of you who've been living in Iraq, uh, under a rock all week, uh, starting Monday, we have a new lineup on KOA. Ross Kaminsky will be heard from 9 until noon right after Colorado's morning news. Ross will cover the top stories of the day and talk about the things you care about at three right after mandy it's the return of the koa sports zoo dave logan and big al bring you everything broncos related with plenty of laughs for your drive home plus you'll hear from rick lewis and jojo turnbow with their takes on the broncos then it's six which i think's great i think one of the underrated programs on our station is broncos country tonight with ryan edwards and benjamin albright well, instead of that following Michael Brown at 7 o'clock, it is now going to follow the sports zoo at 6 o'clock. So that'll be great. And those guys will dig as far deep as you want. They'll get as technical as you want. They'll also keep it above 5280, but it's Broncos with great guests, great player guests, and that sort of thing. And then Michael Brown, he's moving mornings on our sister station K-H-O-W. It all starts Monday on the Blowtorch, 8.50 a.m. and 94.1 FM. And what's interesting, you know, I get people that always say, Lou, what do you mean by the 50,000-watt Blowtorch? Well, just to tell you, KOA is the only station in Colorado and, and a handful of stations in the country that were grandfathered in back in the day. We have such a footprint in Colorado, and it really in the western part, west of the Mississippi, that Colorado is a 50,000-watt station, and we never turn the power down. So sometimes stations have to turn their frequency down. I don't want to get too technical, but KOA stays 50,000 watts. So you can hear us in 38 states when the sun goes down. Quick story, 1989, I quit my job. I go to every baseball park in America, and whether I was in Montana, whether I was in California, when the sun came down or before the sun came up, I was listening to KOA. And back then it was Gus Merkis and just a whole group of people that were um, just wonderful. The KOA Morning News, which April and Marty have carried on that tradition and have done a great, great job. So that's why I come up with the 50,000-watt blowtorch between me and you, candidly. Um, I was listening to Paul Harvey. For those of you who have been here for a long, long time, Paul Harvey was just 
an iconic storyteller. And he was on every morning, I believe, at 7.30 and then again at 3 o'clock. Well, one time I heard a promo, and Paul Harvey said, I'm so proud of my radio home, the 50,000-watt blowtorch KON. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That would be awesome to use. So I picked it up. And that was, let's see, 1994, 2000, almost 30 years ago. You know, that's when I started here back in 1994. And we just had someone text us from the 8853. Hey, Lou, will you stay with KOA? And are you getting your own show? I'm here to make the announcement. Grant, can I make it or should I wait? I think you ought to just go ahead and do it. Okay. So beginning Fridays, uh, beginning Sunday mornings from 3 a.m. to 3.15 a.m., Lou from Littleton is back on the airwaves with his own show. How about that? And guess who's with him? <laughs> Grant Smith. That's right, baby. All right. So, t- so t- I'm only kidding. I'm not doing a show. I'm here. Whenever KOA calls, I come running. So everything's good. All right. Now, we've heard about all the changes, Ross Kaminsky coming, Dave moving to the afternoon, Rick joining Dave and Alfred in the afternoon, and all these different things. But we haven't heard about our man, Millennial Grant, who has been doing the Colorado Morning News as the technical producer, and he doubles as both the producer and technical producer of the uh, Logan and Lewis show. So have you, are you going to lose your job besides working with me from three to three fifteen <laughs> in the morning on Sunday? What are you going to be doing? Yeah, they actually uh, sent me packing. No, I'm just kidding as well. Um, I'll be moving to the afternoons with Dave and Rick and big Al and Jojo as well on the zoo. I'll be the technical technical producer for that show from three to six. And then I'll be doubling as executive and technical producer for Broncos Country Tonight from 6 to 9. So I'm excited about the changes. Uh, Obviously loved working with Rick, Dave, and Kathy. I consider them part of my radio family now. But as we all know, in this industry, change is commonplace. And I'm excited about the changes. And I think there's some real room to grow for me in my radio career. So I'm excited to work with Ben and Ryan. I know those guys are pros and they're great at their job. And then... I'll be working with the legends still from three to six. That's awesome. Um, what was it like for you to get up at 3.30 in the morning? What are you, 30 years old? 30? Yeah, just hit 30 this year. Okay. So usually, well, maybe <laughs> 30 is a little older, but I remember in my 20s, I'd just be getting home at 3, 3.30. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was definitely a, a flip of my sleep schedule, that's for sure. So I'll be thankful at it cut into my uh, Red Rocks concerts a lot, which was my biggest pet peeve of the morning schedule. You know, we get a lot of uh, hookups to tickets and stuff when working in this industry. And I was going to a ton of Red Rocks shows since they came back. And then when the schedule change hit, I had to kind of curb that. You know, I didn't want to get home at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning anymore when I had to get up at 3.30. So I'll be able to go see some concerts again, catch some Rockies night games before the season wraps up. So I'm excited. But you know, honestly, this past week, I was just starting to get used to waking up super early in the morning. So now I'll flip that on its head and start sleeping in again. So you're going to have an opportunity to expand your radio career 
be get do a little on air work with yeah, Broncos uh, Country with Broncos tonight. Country tonight. I'll get to uh, co-host whenever one of them are gone, Ryan and Ben. So that'll be good. I'll get to get on the other side of the glass for a change and uh, test out my co-hosting chops, which I'm excited about. You know, I've already got to uh, kind of find my voice a little bit this past year with my podcast, taking it for granted, but. I'm so excited to get on air, and, you know, I'm a big sports fan, so this kind of fits right in my uh, niche of topics I can talk about with some expertise. Not nearly as much as the guys I'll be working with, but I'll get to pick up some uh, input and uh, info on how to become a true radio pro from the people I'll be working with. That's awesome, and you've got so much potential and opportunity. I'm happy for you. So who's going to be coming and filling in for you now? It'll be uh, Dragon Redbeard will be in the mornings now. I believe, I know he's working on Colorado Morning News, and I believe he'll be producing Ross's show as well at 9 to noon. Now, for those of you who don't know Dragon, he's lost over 160 pounds since last July. (laughs) He lost a whole me. He lost a whole grant. (laughs) He looks amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so we will have open lines till 10 o'clock. Uh, be more than happy to take your calls. I do want to go over the some of the big college football games. I want to go over the NFL games. Then we're going to talk to Ross at 10.05. We'll hook up with Benjamin at 10.35. At 11.05, we'll go to Jacksonville, talk to James Johnson. Broncos two, uh, look to be 2-0 uh, after this week, and that'll be... Uh, Something different because I don't think the Broncos have been 2-0 in a long, long time. I'm Lou from Littleton. I will not be back on Monday. Ross will be in my seat. So just keep the texts coming, keep the calls coming, and keep listening to the one and only, the 50,000-watt blowtorch KOA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus So I'm in New York City last weekend. And I walk out of the hotel. And there's a guy with a psychedelic furs t-shirt on. And I was like, how cool is that? So I've been thinking about the band, Richard Butler and his brother. His brother was in the band. I want to say Tim Butler. But anyway, if you're a Psychedelic First fan, you appreciate their music. I saw him over at the, what's the, Grant, what's the name of the, venue at like Broadway near Dartmouth. It's an old movie theater. If someone knows what the name is, it's not the uh, I saw them there. 
it's not the Ogden. So anyway, if someone knows that, text us. You think of the Gothic Theater? I think it's the Gothic. Thank you. You don't have to text me anymore. All right. Well, anyway, there's the Psychedelic Furs. I'm Lou from Littleton here till noon. Ross Kaminsky will join me after his show on KHAL. Then we'll hook up with Benjamin Albright at the bottom of the next hour. James Johnson from the Jaguars will be with us. He covers them for USA Today. So I'm going through my notes right now, and I read this. I get an email from this guy every morning. His name is Fitz. Anyway, the morning five with Fitz, and it says the end of an error. The last Sears located in Illinois is shutting for good. Transform Co., the company that Eddie Lambert uh, purchased out of bankruptcy, said that this is part of the company's strategy to unlock the value of the real estate and pursue the highest and best use for the benefit of the local community. So Sears. So do you remember going to Sears and going to J.C. Penney and go, even going to Cinderella City back in the day? Think about that. You know, I don't think the Internet ended Sears. I don't think the Internet ended Montgomery Wards. I don't think the Internet ended J.C. Penney. I just think they didn't evolve like other companies. Now, I don't mean to get off on that, but I was just reading that, and I was like, Sears. Sears was the place. Craftsman's tools. and Anyway. All right, I want to go over some of the college games and some of the pro games. So CU plays Minnesota. We gave away three pairs of tickets yesterday to the CU-Minnesota game. Now, you can hear that on our sister station, K-H-O-W, tomorrow. But how about this? Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., Nebraska plays Oklahoma. Now, I had a friend, and oh, I, I want to tell you this, too. I had a friend. Go ahead, Grant. Okay. All right, so, all right, thank you. Grant was telling me something off the air. I see a very important person in the booth, and at 10, at 9.45, we have to run a monthly EAS test. Now, I can't be late. I can't be babbling or going on and on and missing this because if you miss the monthly EAS test, I'm telling you, the FCC comes in, they could handcuff me for blowing this. So in three seconds, two, one, here's your test. We good? All right, and that is your EAS test for the month presented to you by... Can we get him on the air? Who, who could you bring? That's him? our main engineer, what? Mike Irby. He's busy. He's okay, running him around, doing a bunch of stuff. Okay. But he did. He did say, "Man, I've never heard an EAS test teased so beautifully than by Lou from Littleton." Hey, hey, hey <laughs> I do it all, baby. I do it all. All right. Well, listen. I have some sad news. So, I had a friend. This is horrible. Okay. First of all, three years ago, I had a friend, a college roommate of mine, Keevan Schmidt, who passed at the age of 61 years old. Keevan died of cancer. And he had an older brother, Danny Schmidt. 
So if you go back to the glory days of Nebraska football, you had Dave Butterfield, you had Danny Schmidt, you had Vince Ferragamo. Well, anyway, unfortunately, Dan Schmidt um, was sick and ended up passing yesterday. So way, way too young. But um, I just thought I'd share that since I was reading about Nebraska, Oklahoma. So God bless Danny Schmidt, and may you rest forever and now that you're out of all this misery. Nebraska plays Oklahoma tomorrow. Think about this. How bad have the Huskers fallen? Nebraska, a 22-and-a-half-point underdog to the Boomer Sooners. Now, Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bearcats, are the eighth-ranked team in the country, and they are a favorite over Indiana. Also, you have the big battle, I would assume, Virginia Tech and West Virginia. Probably not as big as West Virginia, Virginia, but probably pretty big. And if you have any thoughts on these matchups, these rivalries, feel free to text me. Or you can call the um, line at 303-713-8585 if you know, like, something that's real special about Virginia Tech or West Virginia. Now, Michigan State. Michigan State is a six-point underdog to Miami. And I got to tell you, I can't root for Michigan State since Mel Tucker left in the middle of the night. Ever since he did that, I'm like, I can't root for the Sparties. Uh, Purdue goes to Notre Dame tomorrow. You know, Notre Dame played Florida State, then they played Toledo. Now they're going to play an undefeated Purdue team, and Notre Dame is a seven-point favorite. The one and only Alabama Crimson Tide head to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville, Florida, to face an undefeated Florida team. Florida is 11th ranked, but the Alabama Crimson Tide are 14.5-point favorites. That game kicks off at 1.30 our time. Now, the big one tomorrow night is Auburn versus Penn State. Auburn travels to Penn State. I don't know if they've ever even played each other before. Okay, if they have, it wasn't in my lifetime. But Auburn is traveling to Penn State. So every year they have what you call a whiteout at Penn State. And it'll be interesting. Tomorrow night is the whiteout. And so it's always a great atmosphere. I can't remember how long ago all that Joe Paterno stuff happened. But uh, Penn State seems to be back on track. They're the 10th-ranked team in the country. They're a five-point favorite over the 22nd-ranked Auburn Tigers. Also, tomorrow night, 8-15. Now, here's another thing, and, and I talked about this Tuesday. We live in the best time zone in the country. So last weekend, I got home from the Mets-Yankees game at City Field on the, on the 9-11 anniversary. Talk about chills and random USA chants. It was incredible. So the kickoff to the BYU-Utah game started at 10.15 at night. Think about that. Who stays up that late to watch a college football game? Well, anyway, we're lucky because Arizona State, the 19th-ranked team, plays BYU tomorrow night, the 23rd-ranked team, 
Arizona State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and that game kicks off at 8.15 tomorrow night. And then for you late owls, Fresno State plays UCLA, and that starts at 8.45. I remember when Fisher DeBerry was at Air Force, and they'd go play Hawaii. Sometimes those games kicked off at 10.30 at night. I also want to run down some of the games. I know there's still 16 games left in the college season. Um, I mean, in the pro season. But there are some teams that are kind of in a must-win situation if, in fact, there is such a thing as a must-win situation. So I want to get into that with you. But think about the Broncos right now. The Broncos have an opportunity to be favored in their in three straight games with two of them being on the road. They're most definitely going to be favored against the Jets unless for some reason the Jets beat New England and Denver loses by 30 to Jacksonville. But it'll be interesting that the Broncos now, and who better? In fact, I would have loved to talk to Coach Fangio. I hope you heard him this morning on the Colorado Morning News. But think about this. Who better as a head coach to devise a scheme to shut down a rookie quarterback. Vic Fangio's defense is copied throughout the league. So he'll be ready to go. I heard a stat, and I hope I get it right. Bill Belichick, when facing a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback, is 7-1 lifetime. Might even be 10-1, but let's just use 7-1. Because I never let the facts get in the way of a good story. But the only time, so so New England's playing uh, Robert Selah and uh, Zach Wilson from New York. Anyway, the last time Bill Belichick, the only time he ever lost to a rookie coach and a rookie uh, quarterback was Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan when the Jets played. So they're playing the Jets again. Who knows, that could happen. So it'll be interesting to see um, the how the Broncos play, you know, kind of a letdown game after. Well, not a letdown game because every game's big in the NFL. But, you know, just, hey, Jacksonville got blown out by Houston, and now they're playing at home. And so these kids are young, and they got to show up and get ready to play with an 11 o'clock uh, start time for Denver, which is, you know, 1 o'clock at Jacksonville. So we'll have more. Uh, Ross Kaminsky is going to join us. We'll talk to Ross about his new show and all of that. And I'm Luke from Littleton. I hope you get ready for a beautiful weekend. And this is KOA 850 and 94. one. is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Okay, it is 1010, a little cure for you. I'm Luke from Littleton, and I'm really pleased to bring you your new host from 9 to noon. Now, I will tell you this. I'm a huge CNBC guy, and we're sitting here getting to know each other. Ross Kaminsky is in the studio, and he goes, I used to work with John Najarian. I go, you got to be kidding me. So Ross worked at the Chicago Board of Options Mm -hmm. in Chicago. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm a huge stock guy, but I really don't understand options. And then I was telling him about my friend Tom Collins, who has a brother that works in Chicago. So we hit it off. (laughs) And how are you? Oh, I I couldn't be more excited. Ten minutes ago or or so, I just finished my last show as a morning host on our sister station 630 KHO about 30 feet over over that way after after almost 6 years and it was a, kind of a bittersweet moment for me but none none of it's bitter I, it was that was an incredible privilege and joy to do that for 6 years and i i couldn't be more excited about my new opportunity so so did you say goodbye to him, or did you just tell him to come over here, or did you leave a few from Michael Brown? Uh, I, a little of all of those. Okay. You know, you always want to keep listeners when you're going. But Absolutely. I, I get that, you know, some somebody who maybe listens first thing in the morning or while they're driving to work might have a harder time listening 9 to noon, but then I tell them, listen on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. You know, I I've always been a radio freak. Okay, I quit my job in 1989 and drove around the country to see baseball games. I called KOA because I always used to call KOA talk shows. I was enamored with the Colorado Morning News, Gus Merkus and that gang. They used to have 10, 12, 13 people doing the Colorado Morning News. It was an incredible scene. So anyway, I've always loved radio and I've always loved KOA. And when I got the opportunity to work at the 50,000 watt blowtorch, I, so my point was when in 1989, I traveled around the country and I would listen to KOA in Arizona and California and New Mexico and Montana, because when the sun goes down, you can get KOA in 38 states. So, uh, and listen, we all love KHOW, we all love everything, but there's only one, there's only one 50,000 watt blowtorch and you gotta be pretty excited about this. I'm beyond excited. I, I don't know if I've told you this story. I'll try to keep this short here, but no, we're on till three today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. The, so, the the first thing I ever did in this building was a Saturday morning show that the current program director Greg let me do just to see if I was decent at this, and I guess I did fine. And a few days later, on a on a Wednesday. The first thing I, the first, you know, real show I ever did in this building was filling in for Mike Rosen, sitting where you're sitting right now from 9 a.m. to noon. This would have been somewhere around 2011-ish. So ever since I did that show, 9 a.m. to noon, filling in for Rosen, that has been my singular professional aspiration was to be on KOA from 9 a.m. to noon. And and here I am. I, I can't believe it, really. I, I say that I never thought I'd get this job, not because I don't think I'm good enough. You know, I think after six years of doing it every day, for you know, I think I, I've done 1,300 four-hour shows over there, right? Wow. So, but 
when you start with Mike Rosen having done that for close to 30 years or something, you're like, eh, it's never going to open up. I'm never going to get a chance at it. And I just feel like the luckiest guy in the world. Well, I'll tell you, I'm excited for you. Doing six years uh, by yourself uh, is an incredible feat, total preparation. So you're coming in with experience and you're coming in to fit in a, to sit in a chair that you belong in. And I'm, I'm really excited for you. Let me ask you this. Uh, why should somebody listen to Ross Kaminsky? I mean, I'm used to Logan and Lewis and I know it's going to be a different show, but why should I listen to you? A darn good question. I, I'm going to do my very best, as I as I have for the last six years across the hall, to be a really good blend of entertainment and information of of national, international, and local, and sometimes just wacky, nerdy stuff. At heart, I am really a nerd. My my most frequent guest over the last couple of years has been a physics professor. He was on today. I mean, actually, I think my guests today over there are kind of lay out the kind of show I'm likely to do, right? I had one guest who was a candidate for the Douglas County School Board, and we talked about that kind of that stuff because I think education is the single most important issue right now. I had a CU physics professor, and then I had Al Petrelli, the musical director and, and lead guitarist for Trans-Siberian Orchestra on the show. Have you seen them live? I have. I've never seen them. Is oh, it incredible? Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. I and, didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. I mean, they do this rock opera-ish yeah, thing, yeah. and it, it's it's Christmas-themed, and I just love it. And I'm Jewish, and I love <laughs> it. Just, and and just having a kind, so, but that's, that's like what I do. You know, we did some local politics. We did some nerdy stuff. We did some rock and roll. Um, and I'm going to really try to mix it up. I promise it is not going to be all politics all the time. Very much not. Uh, when I do politics, it, I'm not particularly interested in Republicans this and Democrats that. I'm unaffiliated. And when I think about political issues, I think about what maximizes individual liberty and what's best for my kids. It's pretty simple. And, and so I don't really get involved in, in, in party politics all that much. And frankly, it bores me, and you can get that stuff everywhere else. So I'm just going to try to be fun but serious at the same time i i think you know and and i mentioned this this week that to have you lead in uh from the or have the colorado morning news with april and marty which is the best and and most quality news you can get in the market and then have that lead into you i think is perfect and then you leading into mandy uh, would is perfect. And so I think from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m., we are going to dominate. And then from 3 to 9, I mean, does it get any better than Dave Logan and Alfred Williams? I mean, you know, Dave is an icon. I mean, Dave mm-hmm. Logan is the man, uh, whether it's high school football. I mean, he's the man, period. Yep. And so for him and the big Al's, he won two Super Bowl championships. And every time you listen to Al, it's a, um, it sounds like you're having a party. <laughs> I think we're going to, I just think it's going to be great for the station. And um, I'm, ex- I'm excited for these changes. Now, 
you mentioned that you talk about what's good for your kids or what you're interested in is what's good for your kids. Yeah. How many you got? I've got two kids, and they're in eighth grade and tenth grade. Two boys, but they couldn't be any more different. One is very right brain, artistic, empathetic, and the other is just exactly what you would expect a boy that age to be rambunctious, more into the video games, you know, uh, a little more athletic. Messy room. Oh, my gosh. Well, both of them. Dude, I was so messy as a kid that when when we grew up, we moved around a lot. Both my parents were in the military. Where did you grow up from? Oh, really? Yeah, so we were all over the place. But in in high school, the second half of high school and then through my time in college— we were in Bethesda, Maryland, okay. just outside of D.C. My mom still owns that house all these all these years later. She's still there now. And all the bedrooms were upstairs, except mine, which was in the basement, because I was such a slob, and my mom knew she couldn't get me to clean up, so she put me where she'd never have to see, me, see my room. So I do want to mention one thing. You are educated from Columbia University, so uh, I think that's pretty darn cool. But I, I got to tell you this. I grew up where we weren't allowed to walk off the runners. So I grew up where the furniture in the living room was covered with plastic. Okay. And you sat there and I grew up in Detroit. And when you did sit there in the summer, you'd be in shorts and your legs would get stuck to the plastic. Mm -hmm. Our dog wiped his feet before he came in the house. We weren't allowed to leave our room until our room, our bed was made. That's how I grew up. So, you know, I, are you still like that? Well, I, I'm a pretty much a clean freak, not the runners and stuff, yeah. but I just freak out with the kids' rooms. And my wife's more laid back where she's like, hey, they're kids. Don't worry about it. You know, so um, anyway, I got off track <laughs> there. But um, so you'll you'll come with the current local stories. And so I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm yeah. really excited. And, and you know what? I can just tell the enthusiasm and the energy. And listen. When you do this for so long, like you have, day in and day out, to come over to KOA, I mean, that's a big shot of adrenaline. And now you're going to just ride the wave with your new program and your new audience along with your current audience. I, w- I wish you the best. Thanks. I, I, seriously, I couldn't be more thrilled. And in a way, I, I feel like I'm coming home, right? The, the first shows I ever did in this building were here. I did KOA Sunday mornings for a while and then Saturday mornings for a while. And and from there, I got the opportunity to go do the morning show on KHOW. But to me, this feels like home, actually. And and like you said, I mean, it's it's KOA. It's KOA. What are you going to say? It's KOA. It's the 50,000 water. So one more thing. So you were working in the stock market, Chicago board. You were trading options. Trading options, yeah. Okay. And that's what you were doing up until you started doing your radio? So I traded in the pits in Chicago for a while, and then uh, I I moved to Australia chasing a girl, and I got her. And we Australia. Moved. Yeah, I met her in Australia, and and I moved there. I, I it's a long story, but I didn't like what my partners were doing with the business that, and I just thought they weren't going in the right direction. And I met this this really hot blonde Australian girl in Chicago, in Australia, in Sydney. I met her when I was there on vacation. I was living in Chicago at the time, but long story short, I moved to Sydney and I quit working for a little while. Um, and it's lucky I did because the firm failed about a year after that, year and a half after that. 
And I, I just, you, you could trade anywhere at that point because stuff was on a screen. I moved to Colorado just because I, I always wanted to live in Colorado. Did you marry the blonde from Australia? Yeah. Oh, who's tougher than you? Yeah. Huh? I, now, let me tell you. So, ladies and gentlemen. You want someone that'll go to bat that will that has passion and commitment? Here's your guy beginning Monday morning at 9.05 right here on KOA. I wish you the best. Uh, I'm really glad we've got to talk more, and I promise you I'll be one of the ones listening on Monday morning. Thanks so much. Don't it's, mess it up. I, I <laughs> believe me, I'm worried. But, uh, yeah, it's a privilege. It's an honor. I'm so excited to spend time with all the listeners, too. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. That's Ross Kaminsky. He will be joining you on Monday, and I'm really, really excited, and you should be too. We're going to come back with Benjamin Albright. You're listening to the 50,000-watt blowtorch KOA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Myself, but man, did the psychedelic first sound good this morning. I'm Luke from Littleton. I've got another hour and a half with you and our insider, Benjamin Albright, KOA NFL and Broncos insider, is brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. Get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans at Cred. Dot org. That's C-R-E-D dot org. Hello, Benjamin. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. So I want to tell, just reinforce the fact that I believe your show with Ryan Edwards, Broncos Country Tonight, has been kind of hidden in the overall makeup of the station. And I think it's one of the most undervalued shows in the market, and I couldn't be more excited that you guys are going to get an opportunity to be the lead in from the zoo, which begins from three to six with Dave and Alfred, and I really think you guys are going to knock it out of the park. Well, I, uh, that's high praise. I really appreciate it, and uh, you know, I'm hoping that this face for radio and voice for newspaper uh, don't hold us back. No, I'm excited because you guys, what, what I like about what you and Ryan do, first of all, you're, you have great knowledge and education. You know you can dig as deep as people want to dig as far as the Broncos. If they want to talk about the fourth string cornerback, you're ready to go. But you can also take it where the average fan can relate because you're not getting all technical. And I think your diversity and your variety makes your show real special. So I just hope people stay tuned after 6 o'clock and, and uh, listen because they will definitely be hooked. 
Well, we uh, we certainly hope they do too. We try to we try to do it. We always say the audience is the uh, the third member of the show, so we uh, we certainly hope they do. So, speaking of Broncos, let's talk about Sunday against Jacksonville. First of all, what do you think they need to improve on based on what you saw in the Giants game and then what you saw with the Giants last night? Well, I think what they need to improve on is getting push from the offensive line in the run game. You know, watching those two games back-to-back, the offensive line just just didn't get enough. Now, we did have a big play with Melvin Gordon, but overall, you know, it's mostly three-yard type plays. And we're going to need better run blocking up front. We're going to need a, a nastier offensive line. And that's going to be tough to do with, uh, with Graham Glasgow probably being out. But you get Natani Moody in, he's known as more of a run blocker. Maybe that's the spark this offensive line needs. Talk about Jacksonville. Uh, your the the last four years, uh, the Broncos have not had a winning season. They, excuse me, they haven't gotten off to a, a good start. They haven't had a winning season, if my math is correct. Is there a chance that these guys could be overconfident going to Jacksonville and kicking off at 11 a.m. Denver time? I mean, there's always that chance, um, you know, especially since uh, Jacksonville got got drubbed by the Houston Texans in, in opening weekend. And you look at that and you say, now, wait a minute, we thought Houston was the worst team in the NFL. How did they beat the brakes off Jacksonville? But, uh, you know, I, I think Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel, Pat Shermer, Mike Munchak, all these guys, these coaches have been around the league a long time. And, you know, I think that they are – uh, capable of conveying to this football team that's very young that you know, hey, the one thing you don't want to do is get overconfident after one one win over a bad team. Uh, we got to come into this as still the NFL, and you know, every every game's a tough game. We need to come out, put our best effort on, and, and, and win this football game and get to two and zero. Talk about Vic Fangio and his defense. Give me a breakdown of how you thought the defense looked, and then what are we going to do without Darby in the back in the defensive backfield? Well, I'll start with the latter part of that. Without Darby, Patrick Sertan will play exclusively on the outside at corner and not kind of that hybrid position where he matches up against the tight ends on the inside. Uh, and that'll, that'll take care of that. Sertan uh, got limited snaps uh, in that first week, but I guess he gets his trial by fire this week, uh, you know, going full-time on the outside there. As far as Xfandio's defense goes, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting philosophy. It's kind of the opposite concept of what, uh, uh, what Wade Phillips had here for years. Wade Phillips wanted to send everything but the kitchen sink at the quarterback, put his corners on an island, and, and uh, hope he gets to you, sack you, force you to make a bad throw. Vic Fangio wants to send the least amount of people he needs to send in order to get pressure, drop everybody back into coverage, and try to intercept you. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's been highly effective for him over the years. Uh, if he, as long as he had the right pass rush, it, that, that those defenses were quite good. And so the Broncos are really hoping that we're going to see Bradley Chubb. We're not sure on that yet. That's a good, probably going to be a game-time decision, but uh, really hoping that we see Chubb in this one to, to help generate that pass rush and, and get those interceptions. Benjamin Albright from Broncos Country Tonight, which begins at 6 o'clock Monday night. Oh, I think you're preempted because of the Broncos-Dodgers. But when the, I mean the Rockies-Dodgers, when the Rockies are not playing and there's only about a week or two left every single night, Monday through Friday, right here on KOA. I want to go back to Fangio. Is he licking his chops with a rookie quarterback and putting together a scheme that will totally confuse this kid? 
I, I don't think he would ever admit that, uh, but, I, but I think he is. I, I think he lives for moments like this. I mean, you hear stories, you talk to Peyton Manning, you hear stories about Vic Fangio, who was a defensive coordinator at the time uh, over there against him. And, you know, they, they talk about in practice, Vic Fangio was trying to throw off Peyton Manning and, and get wins. And so I, I think Vic, uh, in his competitive nature, I think he lives for moments like this where he can uh, he can get his defense feasting on a, a young quarterback that just hasn't seen enough to be uh, maybe where he needs to be mentally in the NFL yet. Benjamin, talk to me a little bit about Jacksonville. Were you totally surprised how they were so dominated by Houston? Do they have any strengths right now with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback? Well, I, you know, I was I was surprised. I wouldn't say I was shocked because you had a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach both in their first game, and you know, you in situations like that, you you know, you kind of think, well, this is there's going to be some some snafus, and there certainly were. I was just surprised by how they were dominated in the run game. I, it, you know, it, it just felt like that, that the Houston Texans could do whatever they want whenever they wanted, and you know, that that's not a hallmark of an Urban Meyer team. He's had success everywhere he's been, and so. It's going to be interesting to see how he adapts his his philosophy and his style to be able to get the most out of his players at the NFL level. Uh, Jacksonville can run the ball a little bit, but the problem is, is that they got behind early and then they had to throw the football. And you know, anytime you got a rookie in his first start throwing the football fifty times, that, that's not a recipe for a win. The AFC West is undefeated. All teams won on Sunday. Uh, were you surprised with Kansas City? Or give me your overall thoughts about maybe the Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs right now. Well, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, I I, um, I, did, I wasn't surprised Kansas City beat Cleveland. Those are two good football teams. I think Kansas City's a little better. Um, and I had the Raiders over the Ravens. The the one that surprised me actually was the Chargers. I, I know everybody picked the Chargers, but I, I'm not as high on the Chargers as a lot of people with the, the new coaching staff and everything else. I thought they were going to have some uh, some quirks and uh, and had a little time to try to figure it out. We'll see. Um, you know, they, they certainly they got by Washington this past week. We'll see what they do this week. Yeah, they played Dallas on uh, Sunday and the Raiders. You know, I think the Raider game will be interesting because they played a late-night game Monday night, very emotional, in front of a crowd for the first time in two years. Now they got to travel all the way to Pittsburgh on a short week, and they're kicking off at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I think it should be real interesting to how they respond against a Pittsburgh team that really surprised people by beating Buffalo. Me, I had Buffalo in that one, so that that one was one that I got a bit of a letdown. But I'll tell you, Pittsburgh's got a really good defense. Their offense is still a mess, and their offensive line is terrible, but they find ways to get it done, and they got a defense that can carry them for a little bit. So Pittsburgh's a dangerous team. Don't don't sleep on them. And then the Broncos are set up if they can pull off this week, which they're favored. They got a good shot to be three and zero. Yeah, they really do. Getting uh, you know, getting the rookie quarterback on the road this week, and then you come home and you got a rookie quarterback, uh, you know, in, in the next game at home in your home opener, uh, that sets you up nice for three and zero to to play uh, Ravens at home and Pittsburgh on the road. Those two would be tough tough football games. So uh, the Broncos' schedule the first three games plays out very favorably. Is it too early for me to start yelling Super Bowl? <laughs> huh? If they well, beat I mean, Jacksonville, it's, it's never too early. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's never too early, right? You can always yell out Super Bowl. Yeah, it might not be. Uh, you might not be close to it, but it's never too early to start yelling out Super Bowl. I, I think it is. It is a, a bit premature. I mean, the Broncos have one win over a bad football team. Let's let's just enjoy the W for what it is, and maybe stack a couple of these things up before we hit the meat of the season and start to figure out what this team really is. All right, my friend. Listen, I wish you and Ryan the best. Thanks for. Uh, giving me uh, updates on the Broncos. I appreciate you and look forward to hearing you on the air.
Absolutely. And hey, lunch is on you. <laughs> you got it, cuz. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. That's Benjamin Albright. And Benjamin Albright, our KOA NFL and Broncos insider, is brought to you by Colorens for Responsible Energy Development. Get the facts on how oil and gas is benefiting Colorado and all Colorens at cred.org. That's C R E D dot org. And I'd like to know what you think about the Broncos on Sunday. Is this a game that you're a little worried about, you're concerned about? Give me your thoughts on that at 303-713-8585. Or you can text us on the Centura Healthline at 566-90. So I wanted to kind of go over some of the games I think are real interesting and where teams really would be in a bad spot if they go 0-2. Now, The first game on the board for Sunday is the Bengals and the Bears. I find it hard to believe the Chicago Bears are going to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. They're less. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm calling that right now. Calling Bears? Bengals win in Chicago, right? All right. You know what? I'm going to. You know what? You (laughs) and I, we've got five minutes. All right. I'm going to go Grant and Lou. All right. So Grant's going Cincy. Uh, with points, or what, should we do it with points or without? Straight up. All right. Uh, okay. All right, so the Bears are two and a half points. I mean, who's Cincinnati? They're Joe Burrow Bengals right there, baby. I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> Pride and of are, my hometown. You're an Ohio Exactly. Guy. Right, right. Oh, he went to, is he from Athens? He's from Athens, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, his dad was a coach at Ohio University. He was a defensive coordinator there. So Joey B moved into Athens when he was like fifth grade or something and then went on to win the Heisman and now playing quarterback for the Bengals. You know, I will tell you, one of the biggest disappointments that I have for the Cornhuskers was when I think Jimmy Burrow's, uh, uh, Joe Burrow's uncle was Jimmy Burrow that played at Nebraska and they wouldn't give Joe Burrow a, a look. And Scott Frost said, Oh, what do we need a quarterback for? We have Anthony <laughs> Martinez, I think, was and the And both of Joe Burrow's older brothers went and played at Nebraska, played linebacker there. They never even offered Joe a walk-on spot, right. let alone a scholarship. And then Ohio State put him on the back burner right. for Haskins. Yep. And now he went to LSU and won a national championship. And did they win the national yep. championship? Yeah. And he won the Heisman. And he won the Heisman. Who's living better than Joe Burrow? <laughs> All right, the Texans play the Browns. I like the Browns. Yeah. Um, so the other game. Okay. So here's a game for you: the Rams and the Colts. Now the Rams you saw on Sunday Night Football with Matthew Stafford. Right. They dominated the Bears. They're going to Indianapolis, who got blown out by Seattle. Who's going to win that game? I think it's going to be a close game, but I still think the Rams are going to pull through. I think with Stafford, they just they just look like a completely different offense. I was somewhat of a fan of Jared Goff. But, man, seeing Matt Stafford run that offense with Sean McVay, their deep threats they have now, and their defense is still, I mean, top-notch. I don't see the Colts scoring too many points against them, 
So I like the Rams. And I'm going to pick the Colts because I just think they <laughs> Can't are go going. Can't go 0-2, right? Right. They, I just don't think that's going to happen. But saying that, you know, Matthew Stafford got a got get-out-of-jail card when he left the Lions. Yes, and he did. I love the Lions, but for them to give him an opportunity is second to none. The other game I, it, that's going to be real interesting, are the Buffalo Bills going to go 0-2? They travel to Miami. It's going to be close to 90 degrees in Miami. They're coming from the north. Who do you like? I'm going to go with the Bills. I think uh, Josh Allen's going to revert to his form from last year. He's going to look like an MVP again. And I just don't think the Dolphins have enough offense. I'm not a believer in Tua. I think he's a quality quarterback, but I don't think he's a game changer like Josh Allen is. So I like the Bills. What about you? Dolphins. (laughs) Are we opposite on all five games? Uh, Except the Cleveland game. Oh, yep. All right. Vikings-Cardinals. The Vikings were beaten by your Bengals. Yep. The Arizona Cardinals stomped all over Tennessee. Tennessee had, I think, three or four or five turnovers. But the Vikings are coming down where they've had much success against the Arizona Cardinals. Who do you like? Cardinals all day. Kyler Murray, man. He Week one, what do you have? Four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. He threw one before he even got off the bus. <laughs> Vikings defense did not look that good against the Bengals. Kirk Cousins, also a quarterback I'm not a believer in. I think Cardinals all day. I think Mike Zimmer may be out of the job in Minnesota before the season's over. Well, I think he gets a win, and they beat the Cardinals. I am a Mike Zimmer fan, though. I am a huge Mike. You know, that story about his wife having cancer. Mm -hmm. He was the defensive coordinator for the Bengals. All right, next one. Titans at Seahawks. Titans looked horrible. Mike Vrabel ripped Julio Jones. Can they go to Seattle and beat Russell Wilson? Yes. This is my upset pick. This is, I think the Titans are going to bounce back. I mean, they've been, what, AFC championship game, playoffs the last couple years. I think they turn it around. I like Mike Rabel as a coach and a motivator. Seahawks looked good. I, I don't deny that. But they're known to stumble in some regular season games they shouldn't. I think I'll take the Titans. I like that pick. I'm taking them too. The one thing that concerns me, those people have been caged up in Seattle, the 12th man. That's a great point. And they are going to be so loud. But I think Derrick Henry, they can, you know, running the ball, time of possession can quiet a crowd. All right, we got about a minute left. Chiefs, are the Ravens going to go 0-2? Yes, 100%. I just don't think, I mean, their running game is what drives their offense. And Lamar Jackson's incredible. But without their top two running backs there, I just don't think they have enough weapons on offense. I will say this. Lamar Jackson looked much more like a quarterback, a prototypical quarterback, than he has in the past couple of years. He's really learning how to read a defense, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they're too much for almost everyone. So I got to go with them. Now, I know that Patrick Mahomes has never thrown an interception in the month of September. Crazy. I, I just wonder if they're undefeated in the month of September with uh, – Patrick Mahomes. We'll have that answer on the other side. All right, but guess what time it is? It is time to go to Chuck Clark, who's waiting patiently to bring you the news on the 50,000 watt blowtorch. KOA. Everybody now, everybody. Boom, 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 all right, it is 11-11 on KOA. 
You know what? I was sitting here with Grant. I go, hey, what do you think of Dance to the Music with Sly? He goes, dude, I love that song. Talk about a good mood Friday song. This is it. Now, we are going to get to James Johnson in just a second. That little guitar to make it easy to move your feet. All right, there you go. All right. All the way from Jacksonville, all the way from the Believe Network, we're going to bring you on the host of the Believe podcast, Jaguars on the Believe podcast. And he's also the manager for USA Today's Jaguar. Hello, James Johnson. How are you? Hey, how y'all doing? Appreciate y'all having me. You old enough to know who Sly and the Family Stone is? I am not, but I have heard this song uh, that you're playing many, many times. All right, good, (laughs) good. Because I I was around for Sly. God bless him. All right, so, my man, tell me about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the egg they laid on Sunday against Houston – and is everybody ready to run Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence out of town? I'll say this. The fans are certainly concerned. And, you know, this is coming from a fan base that was previously very excited about Urban Meyer because, obviously, his ties with the North Florida community and the Gainesville area with UF. So, uh, you know, the game, I will say this, put a lot of fans on edge. And you can understand why because uh, they didn't look very prepared at times, and uh, they they struggled mightily in that game. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he had his moments here and there where, you know, he threw some picks, but at the same time, he made some elite-level throws. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people didn't like the preparedness. A lot of people didn't like the game plan and uh, so on and so forth. So it looks like they have a lot to clean up, stuff that you would think they would have cleaned up in training camp. Uh, They have a lot of that to clean up this week heading into the game against the Denver Broncos. The thing I didn't understand, they have veteran offensive coordinator, they have a veteran defensive coordinator, and they did look so unprepared. I mean, how does that happen when you have the whole season to get ready? That is a very good question. And I think like one thing I keep going to when I, I watch the process of training camp, the preseason, all the way up until you know Sunday with the Houston Texans, the thing that I keep coming to is it, it looks like this team, and a lot of people will agree, and a lot of people have said is it looks like this team, especially on defense, or excuse me, on offense, they're looking for identity. And for me, you know, just speaking from my standpoint of watching it, I don't think that should be the case when you have James Robinson there uh, who can be your enforcer, your guy that you could go to 20-plus times a game to help out Trevor Lawrence and make life easier for him now. For crying out loud, you know, James Robinson made the top 100 list by the NFL players, the one that the NFL players vote on. He was uh, he was player number 100. You know, he wasn't high on the list, but obviously this is a young man who the NFL believes in, his peers believe in him. So from that standpoint, I don't understand how you can get that far away from him, even with how the game started. You know, I don't understand how you could get uh, that far away removed from that player in terms of the game plan. And uh, heading forward, you have to think that, you know, they're going to use him more 
And I think that would really, really help this team a lot. It'll keep them in a lot of games, if not help them win a lot of games. So what's the word on Urban Meyer going to the USC Trojans? Have you uh, been following that? or He says no, but what do you think? Right, right. So he, as you said, a couple of days ago, the Jacksonville media asked him about this. Uh, the way they put it was they wanted to give him an opportunity to clear up any rumors, which uh, he did. And he said, you know, no, he's not interested in that job and so on and so forth. So how I feel on it, look, I feel like this, you know, if USC really wanted Urban Meyer, they probably could have went ahead and tried to get him last year when he was sitting at the news desk, which would have been easier than when he signed with an NFL team. And vice versa, Urban Meyer, if he really wanted to go to USC, he could have did it when he was at the news desk uh, with with Fox Sports because it would have been easier that way. Uh, So, like, I think that's telling that, you know, nothing really came of that last year when these rumors came up with USC, too, because if I can recall, they came up last year as well. Uh, So that being said, you know, he insists uh, that he doesn't miss the recruiting process, which, you know, I, I guess I could understand that. You know, it's not the easiest thing to do. And this is coming from somebody who lives in, you know, SEC country. I would know how strenuous that is. Uh, So that being said, you know, granted his background, you know, you kind of question it. But at the same time, I I think uh, when he says he doesn't miss that part of the game and he doesn't miss the college football realm, uh, I can believe him because, again, he was sitting at the news desk, which is a lot easier than being a coach for, uh, you know, one of these, these renowned college football programs. James Johnson from the Believe Network. He also is the manager for USA Today's Jags Wire is our guest. It's the Broncos and the Jaguars this Sunday. Coverage begins right here on KOA at 7 a.m. So you can have breakfast with the Broncos beginning at 7 o'clock. And then Dave and Rick and Susie will be calling the game at 11 o'clock our time. What's the weather look like in Jacksonville? Because I know in September, teams kind of run out of gas when they're playing Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville if the weather's warm. What are you hearing? Yeah, so it's going to be a warm one. I'm thinking uh, last time I checked, now it was in you know the 90s, which uh, the 90s in Jacksonville could feel like the 100s. <laughs> sure, sure, the humidity. <laughs> Is a yes. killer. So, so yes. James, before I let you go, let me ask you this. Can they turn it around in one week? Do they have the talent? You know, one, let me back up. One of the problems was they got so far behind the Texans, they had to pass and pass and pass the ball, which they probably didn't want to do with, um, uh, with Trevor the first game. Can they get better? Do they have the talent? Yes, yes, but it's because exactly of what I was saying with James Robinson. We're talking about a top 100 player, one of the best running backs in football. A lot of people don't know of him. Uh, but when you have a running back of that caliber, while the team might be at an overall level super talented, when you have a running back of that caliber and you can run the ball as the Jags did last year, which he was a 1,000-yard rusher then, you can really, really help out your young quarterback and keep him in the game, which we all know Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, at this point, it looks like he's everything that, that's been advertised. 
So from that standpoint, they, they can win it. That's how they beat the Broncos in their last meeting in 2019, was helping out their young uh, quarterback that was a rookie at the time, Gardner Minshew, by complimenting him with Leonard Fournette. And, of course, you can't – I mean, you can't sit back and pass the ball 51 times against Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. That is, if Bradley Chubb is going to play. I know he was on the injury report. I would think he is. You can't sit back and pass the ball 51 times against that pass rush. Uh, so, the, on the offensive side, yes, they can get it done and keep, uh, you know, the Broncos offense off of the field. And then on the defensive side, now they do have some things to clear up. They're going to a totally new, different scheme than they were before. That's where the concerns may go. Uh, but I think, like, if the Jaguars are going to win this one, they need to rely on their offense and, uh, you know, rely on Trevor Lawrence and, and the combination of James Robinson as well. All right, my friend, do you have a prediction? Yes, my prediction is that <laughs> it, it actually went in the paper on Wednesday, so I guess I'll have to stick with this one because it's, it's permanent, I guess. But um, I, I didn't project that it go so well for the Jaguars. Uh, because they have a lot to clean up. That's not to say they can't clean it up over the course of a 16-game season, but I think my prediction in, in the USA Today paper was like 28-14. to 14. Denver. So a two-touch, yeah, in, in favor of Denver. Um, you know, hopefully they keep it closer and, you know, it ends up being an upset like the previous one was in 2019. But uh, right now they just have a lot to clean up, and, you know, it, it's something that they're going to have to gradually – uh, get better throughout the season before, you know, people can really trust uh, them to go out there and beat a team that has the defense that Denver has. Well, you know what? I know there's still 16 games left, but I am going to consider seriously consider booking my hotel in Los Angeles because the Broncos could be going to the Super Bowl this year with any luck. What do you think of that? You know what? I've always been a Teddy Bridgewater fan. You know, like I know a lot of people say, hey, he, he doesn't throw the ball down the field a lot and, you know, this, that, and the other. But I don't think Teddy Bridgewater got a fair shake to begin his career. And, you know, we saw what happened with, uh, what was it, the Panthers? And, you know, he even started some games with the Saints, you know, and th- you would think they wanted to keep him. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, that being said, I mean, I. I I don't know about Super Bowl, but I think they could contend. I can see them getting 10 games and maybe going to the playoffs with what they have on defense with Teddy Bridgewater playing as smart as he is. He, he gives them uh, a guy that, you know, I would know about this, that protects uh, the offense from bad situations. Like Kind of like what the Jags had with Blake Bortles. He, you know, he put them in a lot of bad situations. Well, right. Teddy Bridgewater can keep them out of those situations and let the defensive unit, which is, the better unit for the, the Denver Broncos, let them carry the team, which, you know, that that has been seen in the past as opposed to, you know, I know a lot of teams prefer to do it offensively, but it, we've seen examples that defensive units can carry teams into success. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. I appreciate your prediction, and I wish you the best of luck in the uh, weeks ahead as you Continue to cover the Jags for the Believe uh, Network and the Believe Podcast and for USA Today. Take care, James. Have a great weekend. You as well, and I'll be glad to join you anytime. Thanks for having me. And and one more thing. Go look up some more Sly and the Family Stone because they were the best there was. I got you. Will do. All right, pal. (laughs) Thanks. That's James Johnson from Believe 
in the Jaguars on the Believe Podcast Network. Seems like a great, great guy, but they do have problems down there. We don't have any problems here because the Broncos are 1-0. They got one of those bullets next to them because they're going to the very top, dare I say, Super Bowl on 850 KOA. you for letting me be myself again. Now, it is 11.39 on KOA. And I told Grant, I said, listen, this is it, man. Your last half hour on the Logan and Lewis show. Pick the song. And he comes with Sly and the Family Stone. Thank you for letting me be myself again. I'm Luke from Littleton. The new schedule begins Monday. I'm so excited for you, the listener, and for myself to be able to listen to Ross, listen to Ross Kaminsky, who's coming in 9 to noon, Dave Logan and Alfred Williams. We're moving up Broncos country tonight. Two great guys, Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright. So we're really excited. So during the break, I walked out, and I've known Jerry Bell. I mean, I started here in 1994, and Jerry was here. And so I said, Jerry, how you doing? And Jerry Bell has been a fixture here. As soon as you hear his voice, you'll know what I'm saying. But So then Jerry says, I'm leaving on November 17th. And I'm like, holy cow. Retiring, retiring. Retiring. So you've been here on November 17th. It will be be exactly my 35th anniversary at KOA. 35th? Yeah. I thought it was 30. It's 35? 35 and 45 years in radio. So you can tell just by his voice. I'm really old. (laughs) I know. I think it's great. Who hired you? Uh, Chris Olinger hired me. And was it J-Corps? It was J-Corps back then, yes. Because I came when it was Actually, good. no, I take that back. It was B-Low. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> B-Low. Yeah. Right, because Lee Larson came with B-Low, and then J-Corps bought it, and then Clear Channel bought J-Corps. So you were at 1380 Lawrence. Right. Right. So you look back at all the stories you've covered. <laughs> Do you have two or three of them that stick out. So when you're talking 35 years, I'm trying to do the math. So that would have been 1986. Correct. Look at me. I didn't even use the calculator. So I never knew you were so good at math. Oh no, I am. I am. Uh, you know, my kids in calculus, you know, <laughs> so little Robbie's taking calc, whatever. And you help them with the home. No. So I go, all right, Robbie, you calculate Four times six minus two, you know, <laughs> it's like that, please. So, so you started in 86, you came from California. Yeah. I was in San Francisco for 10 years. At KG? No, I was at um, an FM station, which is called, was called, it's KIOI, but it went by K101. And at that time, um, we were the only FM, or we were the, the FM with the largest newsroom west of the Mississippi. Really? Um, and so we competed with some of the big, giant AM signals out there. Like KOA? Uh, yeah. And um, had a really great time there. Went through probably four different ownerships in that 10 years in San Francisco. And I stopped counting program directors because in a big, big market like that, 
Um, the ratings go down, you know, a couple of tenths of a point, somebody gets fired. (laughs) So I survived. I was one of the long survivors there and, um, managed during one of the changeovers when they were scared about people leaving, um, to negotiate a really good raise. And so, um, I had a 40% raise in, in one year, um, because they didn't want me to leave. Um, and so when I left, I was one of the top earners at the station. (laughs) <laughs> wow, that's great. So you and come then here. I came here and I and made nothing. <laughs> right. And 1986, you come and you're working the the beat. I mean, yeah. because back in the 80s, our the Colorado. I mean, we had a huge newsroom. We still have a good yeah. size newsroom, but there's so many different ways to get the reports now. But back then, we had hundreds of people on the well, street. <laughs> not, 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 not hundreds, but. Um, you know, we, we had, had a couple dozen. Um, you know, that's my thing that I've always liked to do. I've always liked to be the reporter, um, not so much doing the news anchoring. Um, I'd like to get out there sure. and cover the news. Yeah. Um, but I've also had, fortunate for me here, a lot of time being in management as well over the years. Well, there was a rumor at one time in this town that I think it was Mayor McNichols or, or Mayor Tooley they would not have a press conference unless Jerry Bell was present. Is that <laughs> well, true? I don't know, no, I don't know about that. Come on. That's um, what I heard. I've always had a really good relationship with people in politics on both sides of the aisle. I think a lot of them have no idea what my political leaning is, and I like it that way. Um, don't um, donate money to anybody. Um, don't share my opinions uh, on the air. And I'm proud of that. Uh, I try to be as impartial as possible. But that doesn't mean that I can't be friendly with some. And I, I enjoy a lot of the people that are in politics. I think people who go into politics, um, it's kind of a, you got to be a special kind of person to do that. You put your name out there on the line and people vote for you or they don't vote for you. <laughs> and uh, I think it takes a lot of guts uh, Absolutely. to be in politics. Um, well, I just wanted to get you in here for a minute okay. just to say, Thank you for being a huge part of this company, this radio station. I would say multiple companies, but this radio station, because, you know, I, I will tell you this. Candidly, when KOA calls me and asks me to fill in, I still get goosebumps because this is, to me. It's the blowtorch, it's baby. The, <laughs> it's the freaking blowtorch. And yeah. I love it. I yeah, love it. Yeah, and people and, and people who listen, one of the things I like about talk radio and this kind of radio that we do, it's what we call active listening. It's not like when you have music on and it's kind of in the background, you're doing five other things. Um, you're listening. And um, there's a big connection there. And that's, that's always a thrill. And, you know, the last thing uh, is Lee Larson always told me, the last American neighborhood. Yeah. Is. That was actually an Allenberg line. That yes, that's who. That, yep, the last. I loved Allenberg. Did did he? Yeah, he died before you. He died there. before um, I came, but I did a one of the biggest projects I ever did at KOA was a documentary. Uh, it's called Murder by Order, and I did it with Aneth White, who was uh, one of Allen's producers, and uh, it was in around the whole trial time um, for the people who were responsible for Allen's murder, and. Um, we worked on that project, probably put 80 plus hours into it. And I remember because back then 
we spliced tape with a razor blade. Yeah. <laughs> and there were about 250 splices in that documentary. Think about that. <laughs> Mark Moore was the uh, uh, the the guy who did the commercials. And, I, yeah. you know, and that's what made Logan so good. Because Logan's like one take Dave. Yeah. And so Mark Moore used to love when Dave came in and did a spot. Me, not so good because he had to use the razor blade. Ladies and gentlemen, when we used to do live commercials, they used to tape them and then they'd splice them together. Could you imagine what those guys had to go yeah, through? You take a little grease pencil and you're, <laughs> you're kind of taking the two wheels on the, on the tape deck and moving them back and forth and getting to the right point and then you slice. You only could do it once. Right. Uh, right. You know, or you're you know. redoing that. So you have to have a lot of confidence to do that. Yeah. Of course, uh, now it's all digital. It's before great. I let you go, uh, the Black Avenger. Do you ever, whatever happened to Ken Hamblin? Um, I'm not really sure what Ken is doing right now. I know for a while he was doing, like, I think an internet um, broadcast. Um, but yeah, he was an interesting guy. He kind of left a little bit before I got around there okay because he was the most impeccable dresser i'd ever seen so alan berg and 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 i don't want to keep this too long but um alan berg he used to have a tv show yeah <laughs> he was on, and and i think they had sold by the time he came here but at one time general electric and owned both koa tv and koa right, right. radio yeah so. and um you know i've watched when i did that documentary i watched a lot of those shows uh, and there were some really really funny things and i always think the thing i didn't know alan personally but when i did this project i came away with the idea that you know the whole shtick that he had was once you understood it you realized how funny it was i mean he would belittle people and all and all that but he was you know there was always a little bit of a smile in there and when you were listening to it, it, you know, and when you would chop somebody down to size, it, it can't help but laugh. But they also did frivolous shows like about, he had this one that I loved. It was, do you have a lucky suit of clothes? That you, you know, if you're going to an interview or anything that, that, that's lucky for you. And it's just amazing how many people yeah. do have that. No, he was one of a kind, one of a kind. And you're one of a kind. And oh, I really you, wanted Lord. to, in case I don't see you, because uh, I just fill in once in a while, but 35 years, God bless you. Hard and, to believe for me. I when I came here, I never would have thought that. I actually came to Denver without a job um, and started out at Kim Radio for about three months. And quickly, Was that green there? Um, n- no. I but Steve so. Kelly might have been Steve there by there, then. Yeah. yeah, Steve was there, and um, a lot of good people that I worked with at Kim. And But I wanted to get at a station that was really involved with the news and couldn't wait when something opened up at KOA and, and made that jump as quick as I could. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yes. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> All right. Good thanks, luck to you. Right. And uh, there's another one of our icon uh, reporters, people, management guys, Jerry Bell, 35 years. He'll be hanging out, I'm sure, at the bars in downtown Denver, so you'll be able to see him. All right, so we're down to four minutes of the Logan and Lewis show, and I just want to say this. Dave and Rick and Kathy are first-class people, and for five-plus years, they entertained you, and you made them part of your day. And now, like everything, you know, everything, nothing lasts forever. 
Rick Lewis, 31 years, I think, and I'm just guessing, but I think he came here in 1990. You can hear him every morning on the Fox, and he'll be uh, part of the zoo. That's why we call it the zoo from 3 to 6. Kathy Lee, uh, I've known Kathy since 1993, I think, and she's not going anywhere. She's on uh, the morning show with Rick Lewis. Dave and Al are going to be in the afternoon with JoJo. Uh, Mandy's going to be here. Ross Kaminsky will be heard from 9 to noon right after Colorado's morning news with April and Marty. And I just think we're in a great, great spot. And Millennial Grant, who's 30 years old, is going to have an opportunity with um, the afternoon show. And he's going to be filling in and co-hosting with uh, Benjamin and Ryan when one of them are out on Broncos country tonight. So you're in good hands, ladies and gentlemen. And then remember, every Sunday morning from 3 a.m. to 3.15, I will have my own show on Sundays (laughs) here on KOA. You've got to have Lou in there at some point, right? I would like you to close it out and whatever you would like to say, Grant, um, well, we'll start with uh, the song we always closed out with the show, uh, Logan and Lewis Show. This is Brian Auger. Happiness is just around the bend. And uh, for everyone freaking out about the changes, just remember what Lou said the other day. Life is all about how you react to situations. So uh, enjoy yourself this weekend and enjoy the changes at KOA. We've got some big things coming, and I hope you listen in and Don't let one change affect your whole life. So be positive out there and enjoy the weekend. We'll be back on Monday to entertain you once again. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Hey, thank you for letting me fill in and letting me be part of this grant. You make my life easy. I'm going to be quiet and let Brian take you out. And who's tougher than you? Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.